Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello there, good people. This is Isaac Petrie on the other end. Uh, you know it, it's Ira Petrie. How you doing, man, everybody? Look here, man, you preached that word last night. <laughs> man, look, I just want to say to those, first of all, those of you that are coming on, if you would speak to us kindly, we'd appreciate it. Can't come on and not say something to us. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> something <laughs> but but anyway man look if you you need to go to christ nations church christ nations with an s church and look up last night's sermon and when you get a moment take a moment to listen to last night's message it was amazing um, by Iron, and it, it was just it was mesmerizing. <laughs> and so <laughs> please do yourself a favor. We've got um, about 18, 20 people on with us so far. We're going to dive on in because yeah. we got stuff to do, and we know you do too. But there's some people speaking to us. Look at that. There's Amisha. Hi, hey, Amisha. Amisha just had a birthday, didn't she? Or something. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, happy belated birthday. Um, uh, was she almost in the club? <laughs> and I ain't talking about no going to a club. I'm talking about an exclusive club that you don't get to until you put a five in front of you. <laughs> but, but, but happy birthday to you. And there's many, many always. Hello, Kansas City. Many be around. She be on the road, but boy, she be. Absolutely. She stays faithful. Hey, Linda, how you doing? Hey, hey Rose. Hey, Tamika. All of these kingdom people. Hey, is that a Toye? I hope I pronounced that right. A Toye? I think so. There's Shauna. And um, hey, hey Deborah. There's Deborah Rose. You remember Deborah hey. Rose, don't you? Yes. Um, yes, I do. Been friends forever. Freddie Hollowell is in. Listen. We're going to dive on in here because a lot of people go back and watch these messages. And we're going to talk about, um, as you see on the screen, voting kingdom independent. What does that mean? And I have been on this journey for a minute of trying to get the people of God, those of us who are Christians, to base everything that we do on the Bible. Everything. And um, and so got to put up Leo, got to pause and put Leo up. If yeah. Leo says hello, hey, he sir. Have to get on the screen. But anyway, <laughs> so um, thank everybody. Thank everybody. So now it's always been my desire to to have everybody base everything in their life on the word of God. Because the word of God does not fail. People of people fail. People have indifference. People um, have our own feelings and facts and opinions. But the word of God is the true standard for everything. And so moving your life on a kingdom foundation or a word of God foundation is what every all life is about. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom, which means his ways, his order, his structure. 
And so, Pastor Iron, it wasn't that long ago that we came up under a tremendous persecution because people felt like Christian people shouldn't even be involved in politics, be involved as far as running, um, be involved as far as preaching or even talking about it. And that's why we've had the, the drama we've had is because we haven't been involved because as kingdom people, we're supposed to be involved in everything in the earth to make sure it lines up with God's order and God's way. And we've been out of these things for so long because everybody thought the kingdom meant that you just had to stay in church and you had to preach, you had to pray, you had to sing, you had to worship, you had to live right. And that was the extent of it. But Jesus told us, no, I want you to go into all the world and make disciples. And I want you to expand my kingdom in all the earth. And so now when it comes to politics in this whole political arena, um, a, a kingdom independent is a term that's come up here lately because Dr. Tony Evans um, from Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, has pretty much coined that phrase, a kingdom independent. And he's been preaching a lot, probably about the last four to six weeks on how kingdom people should vote, what they should look for, how they should determine. And then his son came out with a video that I posted on my page and I almost took off running, like I said, down the street when I heard it, because he is coming from a kingdom biblical perspective, looking into it now. So what a kingdom independent is, is what I'm trying to turn you into. You might not be one, but I'm just being point blank. I'm trying to turn you into a kingdom independent when it comes to voting or anything in this realm of the earth. So what is it? And then I'm going to let you define your definition of it. No. Here, um, Iron, here's my definition. A kingdom independent is a person who bases their values, their vote, their life, their everything based solely upon the word of God. It is that simple? Or what aligns with the word of God? What aligns with the kingdom of God? This is not just in voting. This is with everything in your life. And so it means we are independent of parties, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or, or even an independent party. So when I say kingdom independent, I'm not talking about being an independent by party. I'm talking about saying I stand outside of all of those things and the Bible is my party. The kingdom of God is my party and whatever lines up with the kingdom is what I'm going to support. So we as kingdom citizens don't support politicians or parties. We vote for people who support us, who support our values, our views, our policies, and what we feel like the kingdom of God represents. Now, so that's a kingdom independent in my definition. What is yours, Pastor Iron? Uh, I mean, it's it's not much different. I mean, that's that's pretty much it, man. You you did I do good? Found, yeah, you found your life on the Word of God, and as a kingdom independent, like you said, you're not you're not as Doctor Evans to coin a phrase of his. You you know, Jesus doesn't ride on the back of donkeys or elephants. You know, right? <laughs> and so, meaning that we're not, 
we're not party uh, sycophants or affiliates. We don't. We're not. We're not followers and fans of party. But we're simply um, we're occupying until he comes. That's what we're doing. We're holding our place as citizens of the kingdom of God, saying what supports, what is friendly to, and what is not in opposition to the advancement of his kingdom in the earth. Right. And that's that's how I vote. Now, Pastor, we've been having these discussions. Um, people have been enjoying them. They've been telling me to keep it going. So yeah. we're giving you <laughs> what you want. I know how I'm voting. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but but y'all love these conversations because they're informative. And so we're going to keep them rolling now. So, Pastor, when we talk about this kingdom independent, the thing that people um, say is that neither party totally aligns with God's word. So you're mm -hmm. fixing to help people here mm -hmm. um, in a situation where neither party totally aligns every type of policy with the word of God. Then now as a kingdom individual, what do we do? Do we look for the party with the most um, alignment or do we look for certain things or, or do we, do we uh, base it based off of uh, things that we know the word of God says versus things that could be a little, you know, um, a little, I don't want to say blurred or deceptive, but you understand the point I'm trying to make. So how do we, when people say, now this is just people, both parties don't align with the kingdom. So how do we go forth from there? Mm, I mean, that's a very good question, man, because see, that's, that's where things do get somewhat I don't think the word is blurred or the word is foggy, but that's where things get foggy for us. Because sometimes, yeah, I'm taking foggy from blurred, like yeah, it, you can't yeah. really put a scripture. Yeah, on it. yeah. And but then too, you have to take into account of this that sometimes people misunderstand scripture, mm. <laughs> and so and so hey. they think they think certain things are biblical because they don't understand the Bible properly. You see, so there's a there's a lot of little dynamics involved here that sometimes people assume they, they've got it, got it all figured out when, when sometimes we need to take a step back. And so my first, my first thing is this, there are things in scripture that are too clear to be misunderstood, right? There are things in scripture that God makes plain. You know, there are a lot of, you, you take, for example, there are a lot of things in the word of God that we read and we glean from, but then there are the 10 commandments. It's very hard to misunderstand the Ten Commandments. Hard to misunderstand the Ten. It's it's, it's hard to. <laughs> it's, it's hard. You to know they try. Right? Yeah, it, it's it's hard to miss the commandment of love. It's hard to yeah. miss the the role of family, the institution of it in the beginning. It's hard to it's hard to miss these things. Those things. Are, and so, for me, first and foremost, for a person who is attempting to be and who is going to be a kingdom independent. I start with what is crystal clear, right? What is absolutely without doubt clear in my mind is biblical, is the kingdom of God and is God's purpose and God's will. Now I start with that, that is clear. Now, when I move on into things where uh, people may find that, that, that there are different things they wanna talk about and they bring up different issues, well, then that's what we have to, we have to do two things. Number one, we have to, we have to vet whether or not we have a correct understanding of God's word about a subject. 
Then number two, we have to look out at the culture and the world that we're trying to jive it with and say, is the issue that is being raised properly understood or is it misconstrued? And so there, on both sides, we, we have some investigation to do about different things that may not be crystal clear, but there are things in the scripture that are so absolutely clear to us. I think it gives any person a foundation for how they're going to approach voting, especially now that these parties are so polar opposite. Right. Uh, they Things have become very easily clear because things have become very radical and very extremist when in terms of in terms of how certain things are seen that we know the Bible talks about. And so this becomes very easy for us in, in that respect. Now, when it comes to dealing with those issues, those issues are things that we that, that we find kind of murky. We need to talk about those issues. We need to unpack them. We need to unpack them from a position of do we understand what the word says about it or do we have a misunderstanding of the word? And we need to and, and looking at the actual issue itself and say, is this a real issue in society or is this made up for a political agenda? You see, yeah. so these things we have to ask. Hold on. The reason I want to jump in, because those of you that are watching, first of all, you need to share this information. So hit share if, if you would. Number two, if you have a question, put a cue beside it and we'll put it up on the screen and answer. Because he says that there are certain things that if people feel like there's some ambiguity to it, then we need to put it up on the screen. You know, we need to start to talk about it and address it. And so if you have a question, then put a cue beside it. And then I'm going to go down the comments and I'm going to put it up on the screen and we'll answer that question because what we want, another thing about the kingdom independent is about, is about, this is about us supporting the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's one thing that's got to be clear. This is not about us. This is not about what we like, what we want, what we think. This is about what supports the kingdom. What supports the kingdom of heaven? That's what I want to do. And you can't know that if you don't know the platforms. And so our push has been, has been, you know, we always go back to that saying about one of our, when one of our members showed up, you know, uh, talking to one of their relatives and said, hey, before you vote, man, you got to really you got to really know the platforms and know what you're voting for. And, and the, the relative told one of our members, what do you mean? You ain't got to know all that. Don't take all that. Just go vote. <laughs> In other words, you just you just just go vote. How do you just go vote without knowing what you're voting for? It's that kind of stuff <laughs> that we got to stop because we have to support the kingdom. And so somebody said something up here earlier that I want to put on the screen and I hope they don't mind um, because this is something that um, they said there needs to be teaching on the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven because most do not understand what the kingdom is because it's not taught in church. And I agree. It is the message Jesus preached. It is the message we need to be preaching so that people can understand what is the kingdom. So to make it real clear, um, I'm not saying that that Audrey is saying she don't know. She's just I think she's saying the church at large doesn't know. But to make it real clear, all the kingdom of God is is God's system, God's order, God's laws, God's rule in the earth. That's all it is. And he rules by his word. His word is his law. 
-hmm. when my brother talked about the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments were called the law. It was the rule of God. Thou shall not kill, steal, commit adultery, bear false witness, murder, you know, all of those. Thou shall not. Those were laws of God to govern the people of God in their behavior. So that's all the kingdom of God is in teaching it in every area, his ways of governing and his ways of, of doing his ways of acting, his ways of carrying out anything yeah. is the kingdom of God. So we are supporting the kingdom. We're not supporting people. We're not supporting presidents, mayors, governors. No, we're supporting the kingdom. And if you happen to seem like you're supporting the kingdom, we with you. <laughs> and if you're not, we're not. And that's the way we need to be. And we could become such a movement where we could where we could determine what anybody does in a city, in a state and in a nation. And so if you have a question on some things that you feel like might be a little blurred, like he said, we need to talk about it so we can understand a kingdom concept. So I'm going to be looking down the comments. And if you have a question, I'll put it on the screen and we'll and we'll go from there. So, um, Pastor Iron, yes, you sir. were talking about uh, I want you to finish um what you were saying there when I butted in about it, because you were saying some things can appear to be spiritual, but when you know the Bible, you you realize those things really are not. And you're talking about some of it can be from a policy standpoint. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, we've in this election cycle, there's been a big uh, uh, increase in conversation about socialism, which is, you know, or as a form of economic policy. And as a form of, you know, wealth redistribution, uh, trying to level off income inequality, different things of this nature. Um, and of course, socialism is, like I said, it's been tried all over the world. I mean, it's at one point, two thirds, I think, of, of the planet was under some form of socialist uh, government and some form of rule of, of that nature. Um, and so it's been tried. It's failed everywhere because it, it really doesn't work. And the question is, is a lot of people, a lot of people want to know, well, was, is the Bible socialist? Does it, does it uh, commend or condemn socialism? But I would say to people only to look at the fact that God talks very heavily about stealing, right? Yeah. That's, that's very clear in scripture. Now you cannot, you cannot steal unless there is private ownership. You cannot, it, stealing cannot exist as a sin unless God endorses the fact that there are things exclusively exclusively that belong to you and me. <laughs> you know, right. you can't you can't covet mine unless mine exists, right? That is to say something that exists as under my ownership. And so God is very much a proponent of that. He says in Ephesians 4 and 28, let him who stole steal no more, but let him work with his hands, that which is good. So God is an advocate for work. I don't know where people get this idea that, that, that to walk in the kingdom of God means you don't work. God yeah. wants you to work. You got to work. You, he wants you to work. He wants you to put hands to something. And he says that he may have to give. So God is heavy on charitable giving and benevolence, but willfully. Not extracted by government uh, uh, pressure, not made to, not under the threat of, <laughs> of, of jail or right. some type of penalty. 
God is a proponent of us being givers, being benevolent. But of course, once again, you can't be that unless you own something. And so in scripture, we see evidently this, this picture emerge that God is not a socialist, that God is not this God that wants everybody communally to share. A lot of times people will pull from the church in the book of Acts. But what people skip right over when they do that is the Bible says that they had lands and possessions, plural, right. that they willingly gave. This right. was not coercion. This was not somebody saying, you got to do it. We're going to use the power of, 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 of the political uh, taxation and whatnot to get it from you to give to somebody else. No, this was willingly done. And so God advocates benevolence. He, Of course, we know we're supposed to be givers. But he also advocates private ownership and working with your hands. And so that has been what America has has really founded itself upon economically, this free market system and, and free enterprise. And, and so so many people don't see how that is actually a proponent to the kingdom. And this is why America has prospered the way it has juxtaposed to many other places in the world. And that, that's one of the reasons why we're, we're the new kid on the block, so to speak, in the world. But we've shot past everybody economically because we chose an economic philosophy that was akin to scriptural principle. Wow, that's good. So socialism is not a biblical. It is no kingdom concept. I don't want no part of socialism. I've seen what it's done in other parties. First of all, I mean, in other countries and all of this government mandated stuff. It's just not a kingdom concept. I mean, even God doesn't do that. Um, and so um, I'm glad you explained that because that's in the agenda. Somebody said, have either of you actually, Renate says that either of you read both parties platforms. I have. Yes. Um, and I know you have. And listen, I read too much. <laughs> and, and I've read too much over the years because you can actually read the whole platform and it's pages and pages and pages long. Um, or you can kind of get a breakdown of some of the things. I have 12 things that determine my vote. Now, some things have a greater percentage of importance to me than other things. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but yes, you got to read. You don't know what you're voting for if you don't read the platforms. Not that's not to say Renate does not read it, but but she's asking if we do. Absolutely, mm -hmm. you got to know what you're voting for. Um, there's another question down here by Kevin that says, Is any one commandment greater than another one? Um, if you're talking about commandment, it's just for it's just the 10 commandments or the new covenant, new testament commandments. Um, or are you talking when it comes to the political side of things? So I'll just answer the question as it is on the screen that in the New Testament, there is a commandment greater than all of them. And that is the commandment to love. And Jesus said that a new commandment I give unto you. Paul said, if you don't keep this one, then, you know, you're you're actually nothing is what Paul said. Well, well, on that one hangs all the law and the prophets. Yeah, and Jesus tells us so. on that one. So the commandment to love one another out trumps everything else. Why? Because if you love one another, you won't violate any of the commandments. It yeah. Jesus is so amazingly wise because if I love you, I won't kill. I won't steal. I won't bear false witness. I won't covet what you have. 
Um, I won't do any of those things if we have love for one another. So that's the reason love is so big in the, in the Bible. And uh, let me see if I got uh kingdom independent here. So of course I believe Jesus King too bad. I can't vote. <laughs> that's not a question Yolanda. So I don't want to put it up, put it up on the screen, but, but I got to do it. 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 She says there's a kingdom independent. <laughs> Yolanda said, so of course I believe Jesus is King too bad. I can't vote for Dr. Tony Evans or one of the Petrie brothers. <laughs> The best I can do is vote for the sanctity of life. Yolanda, man, she's a woman of God for real. If she wants to vote for me, and I'm telling you I would run the nation. <laughs> I would do it great. You got that ambition, man. I don't know. Oh, God, I, I would, would do it great. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. But Dr. Tony Evans has been great in this. Um, and I just got to lead that up on the screen for just a little bit. Uh, and if Kevin, if I didn't answer your question right, um, um, send it back to me to make sure I do that. Yeah. Somebody said one of them platforms is 92 pages. Yeah. I don't, I don't suggest you read it all, <laughs> but you got to read enough of it to know where you stand. Um, and so here's a question say, is it the 10 commandments reflective and taken care of by the love commandments in the new Testament? Yes. yes. Absolutely. That's what we were just saying, Ken, that the reason he put those commandments in place is because the hearts of men were were wicked. They they yeah. did not love one another. They 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 would not, you know, it was a lot of conflict, contention, bickering, jealousy. You know, Cain killed his brother Abel just mm -hmm. over a sacrifice. So God saw the wickedness of man, put the commandments in because men's hearts were wicked to try to govern their behavior. But now once you get born again, love is the new commandment. And if you love one another, you don't even have to have 10 because if you walk in love, you'll do none of those things. And so great, great, great. Look at Kevin said, Petrie for president. Boy, I'm telling you, I tell you these people, y'all gonna make me run. <laughs> They're gonna make me run. But one of the things I love that Dr. Evans is doing, and I'm seeing this in the church as a whole, is that he's able to stand in the middle of the road and bring clarity to all of these issues. Yolanda said something up because we were talking about, you know, thank you, Ken. He said, uh, uh, thanks for the critical thinking on it. And so thank you, brother, for that. Also, now, what what uh what Dr. Evans has been able to do, like I said, stand in the middle of the road. Now, bruh, there are some things that are on the ballot in November. Some people have already voted, so this will be for you the next time you vote. From a kingdom perspective, there are some things that I feel like trump other things. And uh, and this this is where we want to get into. I'm not a one issue voter, but I am a main issue voter. And um, and so Dr. Evans in his teaching, when he did the whole series, talked a lot about life. He talked a lot about family. He talked a lot about freedom. He preached a lot about about order. He preached a lot about God's order and behavior in the earth. 
from, and now this is just your humble opinion, as a kingdom citizen, are there things to you that you put like in a hierarchy for your voting? Uh, yeah, I believe I have to as a human being because I'm not omniscient. So I don't, I don't know all the issues. I don't mm -hmm. know all the ramifications. I can think I do, but I, I really don't know everything. So for the things that are clear to me, that's why I said, first of all, for any person, you have to start with what's clear to you. What's clear to me? What do I know? And so that's why many Christians will start with the the issue of life or, or AKA abortion. And I would just like to add this to that. Um, see, I don't see abortion as a single issue uh, when you vote for abortion. Uh, abortion, actually, it has a whole lot of ramifications. <laughs> I mean, people, mm -hmm. people, people only see pro-choice, pro-life, and they're not thinking about economic ramifications of abortion, they're not thinking about the social ramifications, the moral ramifications of abortion. They're they're just looking at kind of the the choice, and and so they see it as this single issue. But it's, it's much bigger than just the issue of should a woman be able to or not. There are ramifications that that decision is not made in a vacuum. Uh, there there's there are repercussions. There's fallout from the choice that is made throughout all of society. Uh, you take for example, I believe it's New York City where. Uh, there were more born, I think, more more children aborted than born alive. Now, one particular year, may it may have been uh, yeah. 2018, 2019, somewhere yeah. around in there. Um, and of course, we know with that staggering amount of abortions outweighing live births in a city, then all of those abortions aren't the product of incest and rape. So we have to ask ourselves, what's going on here? And so this is where I say we have to move sometime beyond as kingdom people beyond the the kind of the 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 anger and the emotion that gets involved over policy disputes and start looking at the fact that what are these policies saying about us as a society what's going on in us that now abortion has become something wow. that is shifting where we put uh personal responsibility in our society you know what i mean because mm -hmm. we, we we've kind of got bogged down in this whole discussion of what is a life when is it a life and, and I just think it's all that's all subterfuge and distraction. Everybody knows it's a life. That's why when a when a daughter comes home and she calls her mom or she sends a text message and shows a picture of a sonogram of a little embryo, no bigger than a pinto bean, people start buying clothes because they know it's a life. Yeah. They paint the bedrooms. They buy the bassinets before the mother's showing. Why? Because everybody knows it's, it's a, a life. Yeah. Everybody. We know that. And so we get into the weeds on that kind of discussion because we're trying to justify something. So these things are indicative of something going on in us as a society. And so that's why I don't just see it as, oh, that's just a single issue of a woman's right. No, there, there's, there are tremendous repercussions from this choice. There are tremendous things going on uh, in our society and in our communities and for women and for men as a result of this issue. So of course we know it's, it's no. big. Uh, so life is a big thing for me, of course. Of let course, me, the family. Let me, let me jump in before you move further, because yeah. one of the things that I push back on a lot is is when you have people in the church that harp on all y'all talk about is abortion or or, you know, y'all care about life 
before the tomb, before the, you know, in the womb, but you don't care about it to the tomb. And I, I think for people to even say stuff like that is so disappointing because the bottom line to it is, is everybody ought to care about this. That's a Christian. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how people how people are just throwing this off as a white evangelical issue. Uh, we're black clergy on this. Oh. We're black pastors on this. And when they speak up, why do they throw it like that's what y'all care about and that's all y'all talk about? How come they're not talking about it? Because it's disproportionately affecting African-American people. And we're the ones who account for most of it. And we are literally aborting away a race of people, mm-hmm. which was the plan of Margaret Sanger from Planned Parenthood, the founder. This was her agenda. So it boggles my mind to hear people throw something up like that. Well, all of y'all care about is, 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 is the baby in the womb. Well, how come you don't? How come you don't care about it? What 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 is this like? I gotta choose between the womb or the no. Everybody ought to be fighting for all of it, and that is this. See, this is why we talk about the kingdom, you know, and and the kingdom concepts here, because you can't you can't distinguish the importance of all of that, and um and so whenever I hear that, I just I'm like, what is wrong with, what's wrong with us? Mm -hmm. And the only reason you would be fighting that it's because you want to justify voting for a party that, that wants it. Yeah. Well, instead of you fighting (laughs) evangelicals or fighting people who are fighting for life, why don't you fight that party? Mm. That's trying to take it. Mm. Why don't you aim all your energy at the party instead of fighting people who are fighting for life and be like, listen, if we're going to support you, you're going to have to end that 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 law or you're going to have to support our agenda as kingdom citizens that we believe in life. Yeah. And they don't point their 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 ain'ts. They don't port. They don't point their their ire or their passion toward the Democrat Party. No, what they try to do is say something is wrong with people who are pro life. That is nuts. It is <laughs> no. It, it what is. you should be doing is you should be fighting Planned Parenthood. You should be fighting not not fighting one another. You should be fighting the entities. That 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 bring these type of unkingdom type of policies into the land. That's what we should be doing as a church together. And the enemy has us fighting one another. And the issue of life is crystal clear to everybody. And even though I am not a one issue voter, I am a main issue voter. Mm-hmm. Which means there are things that matter to me more than the other one. And life is, is one of them. And here's why. You know, we live in America, bro. You may or may not experience racism in America. You may not or you may experience poverty 
you may or may experience police brutality. You may or may not. Many people live a lifetime, never experience all those things. You may or may not experience, you know, a situation where you can't support your family and you won't be financially because um, financially stable because everybody assumes that if you have a baby as a single parent, you can't make it. But you can. Yeah. And so no matter what is in this nation, I may or may not experience it. But even if I do experience it, I can overcome it. Many people have overcome race. Many people have overcome segregation. Many people have overcome um, health care. Many people have overcome all these issues. But you want to know what you cannot overcome? You cannot overcome dead. <laughs> no. You cannot overcome. You have to be here. And so, and so this is why life is so important to me. Um, as a main issue and to you, because we can deal with some things if we get here and the plan for God was forced to get here. And we've got a kingdom that can overcome all these other issues in the earth. We've got a God that can overcome all of these other issues. But to stand and act like something is wrong with people um, because this is our main standing issue, the church has got to start speaking up and pushing back against all of this. You have to. It, it, it's just it's just got to because we got to put pressure on everybody to deal with this. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I, I can't I can't support any policies that push that. And, mm -hmm. and so that's why we need to push back on things like that. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And you, you know, and, and to do it first and foremost, because we know that it's incongruent with the word and it's incongruent with right. the kingdom of God. That's first and foremost. But then because basically that argument is going to come from black people, us, you know, right. we're, we're going to have problems with it. Oh, that's just that issue. But, and this is where I, this is what, like you said, it's disappointing. And sometimes to me, it's, sometimes it's, it, it's saddening. I have, I have spent time really sorrowful and praying over this because I feel like it's a, uh, it's it's something that has to be dealt with in our community because we're not seeing the ramifications of abortion in our community. I mean, bro, since Roe v. Wade, there's roughly 340 million people in America. There's roughly around 40, 40 or so million of us are, are black people. Um, of that small percentage, of course, we make up about 13 percent of the population. Since Roe v. Wade, we have aborted roughly 22 million. Now, so we have we have aborted half of the present existing population. Wow. Now, what are the economic ramifications of that? We want to we, we talk about a generational wealth in, a, in, in the black community, but we have a generation generations that we've aborted. Right. Well, I mean, what what are we what what are we saying also to our uh, our women? We're, we're we're in many ways robbing black people of personal agency. By having this this constantly put in our face as an option, because it's as though, you know, when people talk about a woman has a right to her body and I absolutely agree with that. A woman, a woman's with her body is her choice. Right. In terms of what she's what she should do and should not do is, is up to her with her body. It's her her right. But now when does that right begin? Does it begin after she finds out she's with child or does it begin at the beginning right. of this particular event known as sex? 
<laughs> that causes their child to be born. Right. You know, it's it's like it's like you're saying to me, there's a likelihood of a child coming out of it if you're going to lay down with somebody, okay? And you're going to do it unprotected. That, that I mean, right. that that's it. It's like there's a likelihood you're going to hit somebody if you drink and drive. Now, should the drunk driver who hits somebody then be exonerated? Wow. Should he be exonerated when both of them are dealing with the likelihood of engaging in activities that have a particular outcome that may be involved? So, so now you got to say to me, why are we doing this? Why are we constantly pushing this agenda? And why are we not seeing the, the psychological warfare going on from liberal elites in the black community with this issue of abortion? That's why I say it's not just a simple choice, people. There is a sinister plan going on. That is why Planned Parenthood is in our communities. Right. And black people have got to wake up to the reality that it, it's more than it, it, it's not just a, oh, that's the white evangelical thing. No, this is this is a real issue for the entire body of Christ, regardless of what hue your skin is. We've got to deal with this because there are there is a, a people group. We, we are 13 percent of the population. At this particular point, the Hispanic population has passed us. They're at 18.5. Black people, we, because we're, we're sitting here embracing these policies that have detrimental effects against us economically, socially, psychologically. You wow. mean to tell me these women don't walk out of these clinics and carry psychological baggage for the rest of their life? Yeah. They, they, just, they just wipe their hands? No. No, this is real. This is real life. They are carrying these things. This is real. And we've got to ask the church recognize that stop playing these platitudes stop making up stuff that doesn't exist and really understand that life really is everything like you said it is the main issue because it's not solo it has repercussions that spread throughout all of society economically socially morally relationally the breakdown of the black family the aborting of children the, the way we're viewing life wow. we have to really talk about these things this this sense of nihilism that's kind of crept into our community where people disregard life. We look at somebody shooting somebody on the street over a pair of shoes and we say, oh my God, what's going on with our kids? Well, why are we aborting our children so quickly? Wow. Why, what, what are we doing? And so, and, mm. and I get passionate about it because it's something that needs to be, you need to get passionate about it because it's right. a serious issue. And if we want a future in our country, if we want a future in which it is bright and we, we see our potentiality, uh, realized as a community of people, we have got to deal with the subject of life head on. Because if we don't, it doesn't really matter what else you're voting for. Because we are being kenneled and controlled. 22 wow. million. 22 million. And that's not counting the millions that will be born out of those those that were, were aborted. Wow. And so we've, we've, been, we've aborted an entire tax base. We've aborted giftings and talents, anointings, callings, We've what are we and doing? for what? And for what? For what? I mean, for what? I mean, and 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 like I said, boy, whoo, man, that was just so good. I, I ain't nothing I could I'm say. Sorry, man. It, it, it no, be, so. because that was the sinister demonic plan. Yes, it was of Margaret Sanger. That's yes, what it was. She wanted, she wanted it, she wanted it out. She wanted and she was wanted the race extinguished. And and we have we have allowed that vision to come to pass mm -hmm. wrapped in a political party. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 it it should be. But I want to say this because the pushback you get is from black pastors. Who 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 to me, I've seen this fight all this time against white evangelicals and and they they wanted white evangelicals to come out and talk about race, mm-hmm. to come out and speak up and speak out. And white evangelicals have been like, why are y'all so silent about life? So they've been like, y'all speak out. White evangelicals, y'all speak out about life after the womb. So when racism hit and all these things hit, we want to hear you. And then all this George Floyd stuff happened and all this and all of these pastors came out. Well, it's time for black pastors to take the challenge, too, mm-hmm. because because we've been asking. They've been asking for us to come stand with them on these issues of life. Mm-hmm. And so and so now that they're speaking up on issues mm-hmm. outside the womb, it's time for us to start speaking up about issues in the womb. Where are your voices? Where are you at? And instead of trying to push like, well, that's why they support that party is because of abortion. Well, how can you be loyal to a party that 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 supports abortion and not change it? How how are you going to vote year after year after year after year after year for decades and not use your influence as a man or woman of God and change that party's platform? So the issue is, if we're going to be kingdom people, this is this has got to be our stand because that is a main issue that trumps all of the rest of them. You can't even talk about the rest of them without that issue being dealt with. And so uh, masterful. Well, masterful. My, and my, one other thing, and I'll, I'll hush after this, but, you know, and that's the thing about when you talk about when you talk about racism. Right. And racism is a big part of your your motivation behind your civic involvement, At, whether you're a black pastor or, or any other person of any other stripe. How do you not see abortion falling under the heading of racist? It, it, say that again, because that has been my question. <laughs> that, it, it, it's how is it that abortion does not fall under the heading? of racism right given the disproportionate effect it has on the black community given the strategic placement of these places in the black community given the stated purpose of the founder of right. parenthood and why not and what i was going to say earlier she wasn't the only one you see there was a eugenic society there were the elites in the early 1900s they they had it all figured out that who was who was lowborn so that was their quote lowborn and the those that were unwanted and how black people were less intelligent, black people were were inferior. And so they wanted to kind of sterilize society <laughs> and, and get, get rid of all the lowborn and the undesirable and black people fell in that category. And so when we're talking about race and we're talking about justice and we're talking about equality, we can't be equal if we're aborting 22 million of our, I mean, half of the present population. Mm. I mean, I, I think 
sometimes it's it's so obvious of a miscarriage of justice in our whole conceptualizing of justice that it boggles my mind. I I get frustrated about it and my heart just it it leaps out of my chest before I know it about it because it's so sad. We're, We're sitting up here talking around the big problem. And, uh, and I think uh, that that's one of my issues. We're talking about something that is racist in its, uh, in its beginning. It's racist in its execution. It's racist in its implementation. And so why is that not falling under this agenda to end racism? Bruh, that has been my question for the last two decades. That I'm not, I don't take serious any movement that deals with race, equality, and justice, and all of that, that does not begin with Planned Parenthood. I don't, it it is disingenuous for us to act like all of these things matter, and that issue is not addressed because she was the source of downright racism. And like you said, for us to always talk about race, injustice, and all of those things, and never bring that up is unconscionable to me. I don't don't get it. I don't understand it because this is the most blatant system of not just racism, but demonic activity in the earth. Mm-hmm. And 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 we never talk about it. I'm talking about our race. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I have to think why? What who are we protecting? The yeah. Democrat Party? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, let's get to some questions before we go. <laughs> um Ken said, can a can a pro-life party of the church somehow unite with the social justice party of the church? It's not a part. I think you were saying part of the church. Absolutely. This is what the kingdom should be. It should. That's exactly there. There shouldn't be no pro-life part of the church (laughs) and a social justice part of the church. It's supposed (laughs) to be all of it. (laughs) Thank you, Kenyon, because that's what this is about. I don't don't know how it got split up, how we let let it get split up, because it boils down to politics. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's people not willing to say we don't support Republicans or Democrats. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have to support us. Yeah. We come together. We could control every election on every level. We could get every agenda dealt with. And while we sitting up fussing at one another, you have people who are small percentages of the population getting their agendas passed and we're living under all of that stuff. Because we've not sought the kingdom first. Great, great question, Ken. Um, one more question. We've got a couple of them, then we're going to go because we almost up an hour. Um, question and answer. Voting has become a tradition of race, not a biblical outlook. Large amount of Christians don't walk in kingdom. Amen. Carla sent a question and answer. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's really good because I was just sitting, right. around, I was just sitting around thinking about the fact that really we should not be able to speak in terms of the black vote. Right. I don't, you know, that that speaks of being shepherded. Right. Yeah. The, the LGBTQ vote. And of course, they like to kind of clump us all into these groups because it makes it much easier for them to appeal to us. But she's absolutely right. We should never have allowed that to happen. Uh, we shouldn't have let that happen to ourselves. Awesome. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Sandra. I put yours up there and it wasn't a question. 
Um, so forgive me for that. But anyway, hey, woo, kingdom. And listen, let me say this before we go, because abortion is a main issue mm-hmm. for me, for Pastor Iron, and for most of you, as I can tell by your by your comments. Uh, but it's not the only issue, but yes. it's, it's a main issue. I've got, like I said, these 12 things that determine my vote. It's mm-hmm. abortion, Israel, family, religious liberty, social justice, health care, Supreme Court. Uh, by the way, that Supreme Court. Listen. I can't say too much because I'm on a social media platform, but 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 that Supreme Court pick could really flip some things, man, uh, and and make some turns. And if there is any hope of this one issue of life being banned federally, kicked back down to the states so states can vote on it, and then you can decide where you want to live and where you want to go. <laughs> uh, man, I am hopeful that this woman can do it. I'm hopeful that she can she can be the swinging vote unapologetically. So I think they're talking about going ahead and voting October 22nd. So that's huge for me. It's Supreme Court justices. All so I've got about 12 issues. There they are: the economy, taxation, immigration, criminal justice, economy, jobs. So you need to you need you need to know what you're voting for. I'm not voting for no socialism. (laughs) I'm not not voting for any of that stuff because it is anti-kingdom. So I'm going to find the platform that has the most kingdom-based policies. And that's where I'm rolling. Now, you can do what you want to do. But we're going to keep these conversations going for a couple of more weeks. Next week, I'm supposed to have special guests on with us. Pastor um, Charles Flowers, he is the man who stood up. Well, I'll I'll let him talk about it. Amazing mind. But he is he is one of the 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 people in the state of Texas that have done some amazing things in the terms of kingdom and politics. He's going to join us next Thursday. Y'all share this information. A lot of people hush hush about abortion. It's like we just don't want to quite talk about it. And the reason why is because so many people have been involved in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of them. That was something that happened to me being involved with a young lady when I was 18 years old. So I understand it's not comfortable. I understand it. But there's forgiveness. There's yes. mercy. There's grace. And thank God for his love and his compassion. But because of that, you ought to take that forgiveness and instead of running or hiding, it doesn't mean you have to tell everybody about it, but you ought to be so grateful to God that you fight for life because you've been forgiven. And um, and then you take these other issues and we're going to stand as kingdom people. So, whoo, boy, Pastor Iron, this was amazing. Mm. This was amazing. But these conversations have to be had. Oh, they have to be. They have to. They, so, they have to be. Uh, thank all of those. Man, you are the most informed. You are the most kingdom-minded people on Kingdom Conversations. And um, don't be afraid to share it. <laughs> Put it on out there and let people hear it. 
We'll deal with it, <laughs> but do it. Hey, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all be blessed. Make sure you go vote and cast yes. a kingdom independent vote. We'll see you next week. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.